Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. No surprise here, but you know I gotta have my devices when I travel. I would be lost without my smartphone. I use it for directions, to find things to do, and most importantly, where to eat. I rely on it as a digital music player to enhance my experience as I explore a new place. Oh, and sometimes I even use it to make calls and stuff. That's the kind of traveler I am. And if you travel, you know what kind you are, too. That's why you go with the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. We all can't help but wonder what adventure lies just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a new 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUV has the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to Tech Stuff, a production from iHeartRadio. Hey there, and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I'm an executive producer with iHeartRadio. And how the tech are you? It's time for the tech news for Thursday, February 9th, 2023. And I almost said Tuesday because I don't know what day it is anymore. And it's time to get those AI chatbot news items out of the way first thing. These have been obviously the big news throughout the beginning of this year. Now, as I mentioned earlier this week, both Microsoft and Google have launched kind of an invitation-only test of their respective AI chatbot tools. Microsoft is taking advantage of ChatGPT. That's the chatbot everyone has heard about. But there are some differences with the Microsoft version. Standard ChatGPT cannot give up-to-date responses. You wouldn't be able to get information about, say, the recent earthquake in Turkey, for example. The information that ChatGPT, the vanilla brand, draws from is a couple of years old. However, the Microsoft version is able to reference current events. So you could ask about stuff that's happening in the news. 
Now that's potentially good. Being able to get a succinct summary of what's going on could be a really valuable tool, but it could also spell trouble for news organizations. You know, if they're not getting traffic because people are just getting the news from an AI chatbot, that could mean that they start seeing less and less revenue. And then ultimately they could go out of business. Ironically, these are the institutions that are creating the data that the chatbot's able to pull from in the first place. However, it could also mean that summaries could end up being very biased, depending upon which news sources the chatbot is pulling from when it's formulating a response. If it's a far left or far right leaning news source, then you're probably not going to get an objective account of what's going on in the news. And so that could be a really big problem down the line. Now, I'm on wait list for access to the Microsoft version, which, by the way, you can only access if you're using Microsoft's browser Edge, which is, you know, obviously an attempt for Microsoft to try and get some some market share away from Google and to claim some of that for their own by keeping this Bing search result AI chatbot integration uh, contained to the Edge browser. But anyway, I'm on the wait list. I have not received access to it, so I don't have any firsthand experience. But, you know, I did test out some of the example questions in Bing. So you, as a normal user, you can go to Bing through Edge and have some access to this, but only by submitting sample questions that have already been written. So I did that, and what I saw was that the results came back where you have search results in the main part of the screen on the left-hand side. And then in the right-hand column, you have the AI-generated response. So they're side-by-side. I think that's a wise decision. It means that the search results are not outright eliminated. But whether or not folks will go beyond AI-generated responses and start clicking on links remains to be seen. Anyway, Microsoft impressed a lot of folks with this announcement and the early access. Now let's contrast that with Google, which has had a much rougher week. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Google had sort of rushed its own AI chatbot, which is now called Bard, into an invitation-only beta test earlier this week uh, in anticipation of Microsoft's announcement of ChatGPT. Then yesterday, Google promoted the Bard chatbot. But in that outing, the AI made a boo-boo. So when it was asked to list things that the James Webb Space Telescope had managed to do so far, the uh, Bard AI chatbot included a bullet point saying that the James Webb Space Telescope took the very first picture of an exoplanet. So a planet that's outside of our own solar system. The problem is that's wrong. The very first image of an exoplanet predates the James Webb Space Telescope. It happened almost 20 years ago. But Bard presented the bullet item as if it were a fact, something that ChatGPT critics have said is a huge problem with ChatGPT as well. In fact, for all these AI applications, that's the problem, is that they present information in such a way that it seems authoritative and definitive, when in fact it may be incorrect. Well, Google stock went tumbling. It dropped from around $106 per share down to $98 per share. And you might think, wow, okay, $10, that's big, but it's not, you know, how much could that be collectively? Well, collectively, if you measure it across all the shares of Google that are out there, 
it means that the company effectively lost $100 billion in value. Yowza. Microsoft scores an early victory in the chatbot search wars, though I would caution anyone in Redwood from celebrating just yet, as ChatGPT is very much capable of giving wrong answers with conviction, just as Bard has done. It is better to continue to stress that these tools are in development. They are not 100% trustworthy by a long shot. On a related note, I also saw that Kunlun Tech, the parent company behind the web browser Opera, plans to incorporate chat GPT into Opera itself in the future. There are scarce details as to the extent to which chat GPT will play a role in Opera, and I also don't have really any information on a, a timeline for when this could be rolled out, but it is interesting that Opera, which is a niche web browser, is wading into this competitive field. Currently, Opera ranks as the sixth most popular browser in the world and has a market share of 2.4%. Compare that to Google Chrome. This is the dominant web browser in the world and has a 65.4% market share. So more than half of all web browsers being used are Google Chrome. Now, Microsoft is hoping to take a serious chunk out of Google because, again, its chat GPT Bing search tool is only available if you're using the Edge browser. So we'll have to see if this changes things or if, in fact, chat GPT just doesn't have the legs. Vice has a really interesting article about a very odd quirk chat GPT appears to have. The article has the title, quote, Chat GPT can be broken by entering these strange words and nobody is sure why, end quote. And yeah, that kind of summarizes the story, but the strange words in particular appear to be usernames from places like Reddit and Twitch and that sort of stuff. And they include stuff like Solid Gold Magikarp and Streamer Bot. Researchers discovered a bank of around 100 odd words or usernames while they were probing ChatGPT. They were trying to determine what sort of prompts create the most reliable results. And in the process, they kind of uncovered this treasure trove of bizarre words that ChatGPT just doesn't seem to understand what to do with. Now, ChatGPT can compose text that will include words that are similar to the 100 or so odd ones that the researchers found, but they discovered if they put those actual names into a prompt, it would create an odd response from ChatGPT. For example, they said that when they submitted StreamerBot to ChatGPT, it replied, you're a jerk. Now, that's very funny, but obviously it's also puzzling. What would prompt ChatGPT to call you a jerk just for saying StreamerBot to it? Other words would either create no response at all or ChatGPT would totally misinterpret whatever it was. It would not be able to repeat these words if you told it to repeat them. Uh, in one case, it converted a username into a number. It treated the username as if it were a number. And if you asked questions about the username, it would answer as if it were a number. Now, the researchers admit they are not sure what's going on here, as the title of the piece suggests. They suspect that this could be from OpenAI using sites like Reddit as a data source to crawl through and gather information. According to one of these researchers, several of the user handles were 
actually found to be participants in a Reddit thread where people in the thread are counting to infinity, reply by reply. Like each reply increases the number by one. Maybe that's why when the researchers asked about the nitrome fan, they discovered that ChatGPT interpreted that as the number 182, like the nitrome fan meant 182. So I guess you would have Blink the Nitrome Fan as a band that I don't really like very much. And sure, this might all sound trivial, but the researchers have pointed out that they want to understand why a chatbot might pick certain information over other while creating a response. What kind of information would cause a chatbot to break? Because that's important to understand. And also for us to get a better grip on how accurate, reliable, and trustworthy the AI is at any given time, as well as get insight into the types of sources that the AI relies upon. Important questions to answer. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to segue away from all this AI stuff and talk about Twitter for a little bit. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. No surprise here, but you know I gotta have my devices when I travel. I can't fly without my portable chargers and noise-canceling headphones keeping me immersed, and I'd be lost without my smartphone. In a new place, it's my connection to the familiar. I rely on it to get directions around town. I use my smartphone to look up things to do or, most importantly, where to eat. In countries where I don't speak the language, my phone becomes a universal translator. And heck, it can double as a digital camera, giving me the opportunity to snap unforgettable pictures of the sights that inspire me and fill me with joy. That's the kind of traveler I am. And if you travel, you know what kind you are, too. That's why you go with the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Deadline. 
Okay, we're back. If you were on Twitter yesterday, you might have encountered some weirdness going on. Some users ended up seeing a message that said, you are over the daily limit for sending tweets, even though they hadn't posted anything up to that point. Twitter does, in fact, have a daily limit on tweets, but it is a very high limit. I'm talking 2,400 messages. There's also a limit on direct messages per day. That's 500. And you're also limited to how many people you can follow in a day. That's 400. These policies are largely an effort to stave off particularly active spam bots. Uh, Your average person is not likely to send that many messages. I mean, 100 messages per hour on average is asking a bit much, even for me. So it was certainly strange when users started to get messages saying they had hit these limits. And it prompted speculation that perhaps Twitter was going to impose strict limits And then you would have to subscribe to a paid Twitter account in order to increase those limits. But honestly, it just ended up being a glitch. And I know that Twitter has made a lot of decisions that would lead you to think, oh, they're going to charge you if you want to post more than 10 times a day. But that does not appear to be the case. As far as anyone outside of Twitter is aware, there is no plan to do that. So Elon Musk also sent out a message to Twitter employees and urged them to kind of put projects on hold for the moment and instead prioritize making sure that Twitter is stable and that it's performing properly. Uh, He also cited the fact that the big game, you know, the American football big game that has a trademark name that I have been told I cannot use, is happening this weekend. And people are bound to be on Twitter talking about all the commercials and also the game. Because, you know, I understand there are people who really take those games very seriously. This is me not really joking about sports fans. I'm more joking about how I'm just a person who never got into sports. I think sports fans who are passionate about the sports they love, that's awesome. Um, I I just I just am not one of them. But uh, it's a big shocking revelation. I knew you weren't expecting it. Anyway, I'm sure that Twitter staff are going to have their hands full keeping the ship afloat during one of the busiest days for social networks. And that's got to be hard considering the reduced workforce that still remains at Twitter. The UK and the US have imposed sanctions against leaders in the Russian hacker group called TrickBot, which hasn't been as active recently, but in the past has been responsible for some massive ransomware attacks on vulnerable targets, most notably healthcare facilities. Hackers will frequently concentrate on healthcare companies because their services are literally matters of life and death. So there's a strong incentive for these targets to concede to ransom demands because the consequences could be deadly. UK and US officials have also alleged that this hacker group has official ties with Russian intelligence, which would mean they are a state-sponsored hacker group. And you might wonder what good sanctions in the UK and the US are going to do against these hackers who are based out of Russia, which is a country that already has heavy sanctions against it for numerous reasons. And according to the officials, the goal is really to make it harder for the hackers to launder money from their ransomware attacks, which would potentially make them easier to catch and harder for Russian officials to ignore. A couple of electric vehicle startup companies called Rivian and Polestar recently commissioned a climate study from the consulting firm Kearney, And the results of that study prompted these startups to announce that the automotive industry needs some serious changes beyond the electrification of the vehicles they offer in order to make a real dent in carbon emissions. 
And we've been seeing a lot of companies commit to producing more electric vehicles recently, particularly as states and countries are passing laws that are going to require all new vehicles sold within their borders to be something other than traditional internal combustion engine vehicles. But these startups argue that to really make meaningful change, the industry as a whole has to address the entire supply chain's contribution to greenhouse gas emissions. That includes things like the mining of the minerals you need in order to make batteries. And further, that even with the electrification of vehicles, we're moving far too slowly to meet important goals outlined by the Paris Agreement. The report is actually pretty grim. Uh, It sounds like it's impossible to meet the Paris goals without a much more drastic change than what countries like the United States have already committed to. And it's not likely that these countries are going to uh, increase that commitment. The implications for that are really sobering because it means that we will fail to limit global warming to a further 1.5 degrees Celsius, and the impact of climate change will be greater because of that. And as the startups are stressing, every year that passes with us not doing what is necessary means that what is necessary will become even harder to do. It'll grow and become more imperative for us to do something about it. We're really just making it harder for ourselves, and more importantly, on future generations, according to this report. The Wall Street Journal reports that users in certain Facebook groups in India have been using the platform to offer guns for sale. The groups in question are related to an extremist Hindu organization that the CIA alleges is connected with violent attacks against Muslims in India. Now, private gun sales between citizens is a big no-no in Facebook's terms of service. And yet, when an Indian activist brought these posts to Meta's attention, he received a response that said the posts actually didn't violate any of Facebook's policies. However, when the Wall Street Journal started to ask Meta questions about how that could possibly be the case, the posts offering guns for sale were suddenly removed. Meta essentially said these posts violated Facebook policies, And we take that kind of stuff down when we find out about it, except they had already found out about it because the activist had reported it. I guess you just need to insert cricket chirping sound here. Various activist groups have long pointed out that Meta's content moderation practices have a lot to be desired in many regions around the globe, particularly in places where English is not the dominant language. And to make matters even stickier for Meta, India is home to more than a billion people, and a whole lot of them use Meta products like Facebook and WhatsApp. So the picture the Wall Street Journal paints is that despite this large user base, Meta really is failing to enforce its policies in India. Finally, some light news. This week, Nintendo held one of its Nintendo Direct events and showed off some upcoming titles, including the highly anticipated and delayed sequel to the Legend of Zelda game Breath of the Wild. The sequel is called Tears of the King, and Nintendo released a trailer to give players a hint of what to expect, and it looks real moody and epic, y'all. You get a real Lord of the Rings Sauron kind of vibe going with the, the villain, and uh, saying that the entire kingdom of Hyrule is going to get wiped out. And we get some shots of Link in action, doing cool stuff like riding a quadcopter-like device and fighting various monsters, as well as some cutscene clips. And we also got the release date of May 12th of this year, and it looks pretty cool. Now, I say that as someone who hasn't played a Zelda game since Ocarina of Time. That was my last one, because I'm old. 
Nintendo also announced a remaster of Metroid Prime that's available on the eShop, the digital store for the Nintendo Switch right now. Uh, Nintendo also announced that Switch Online players will be able to access a library of games that were originally designed for the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance. That really takes me back. You could finally play Tetris the way it was meant to be played, a.k.a. the way I played it. Nintendo announced several other titles and releases, and you should definitely pop online when you can and find the full presentation. If you're a big Nintendo fan, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. That's it for the news for Thursday, February 9th, 2023. Hope you are all well. Make sure you reach out to me with anything you would like to hear in future episodes of Tech Stuff. You can do that on Twitter if it's up. The handle for Tech Stuff is TechStuffHSW. And I'll talk to you again really soon. Tech Stuff is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. We all can't help but wonder what adventure lies just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a new 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUV has the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com.